0: Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Anne Marie O'Neill. Anne Marie, are you ready to do this?
1: I am, George. Let's go.
0: Let's let's go. Anne Marie is the CEO of Whale Rock Industries. They're an LA-based media company combining TV, podcasting, and digital production with strategic business consulting services. Anne-Marie, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Sure. Uh, Thank you, first of all, for having me here. I am based in Los Angeles, as you can probably see by my lovely fake background. Um, (laughs) We love our palm trees and sunsets. Uh, well Rock is based in LA. We are, as you perfectly introduced us, a combination of a media production company and consulting company, and we really are super focused when we work with clients and other brands and businesses, or even talent, on helping them to hit their business goals by thinking like an entertainment company. Um, and so that's that's really kind of at the heart of what we do. In my real life, I um, have worked in media and entertainment for decades, uh, first in Australia and Sydney at newspapers and magazines, then at magazines in New York City, and then uh, eventually found my way to LA where I transitioned into digital media, TV production, and as you mentioned, podcasting. And I'm a mom of twin 16-year-old boys. And uh, that's about it. Originally from Australia, I've still got the trace of an accent.
0: Awesome. Well, I, I, I was researching Whale Rock and super cool company and this beautiful website. And you've worked with literally the biggest brands in the world and the most iconic people and entertainers. Y'all are doing a lot. Um, and you you did a good job condensing that, helping brands, businesses, and talent think more like a media company. Is 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 that kind of what we're all going to be doing or or, or, or we're, we're already on that path?
1: I think a lot of a lot of brands and a lot of um a lot of personalities, TV personalities, movie personalities are already thinking along that path. And I think we've seen a lot of success stories over the years from talent that have thought that way and from big brands that have thought that way. A lot of the brands that we start talking to are a little lost in terms of finding their way towards that and what it means. And you know what it really means from a, let's take brands first, what it really means from a brand point of view is rather than just looking at your customer as a consumer of your goods or services, to really consider them as your audience. Because what you really wanna do with any customer is to turn them from a customer into a fan and create that lifelong loyalty. That translates into all those lovely kind of business metrics we know of like LTVs and all the rest. But but really, if you set out with that philosophy of really informing and entertaining and inspiring your customers like they're your audience and creating a community of, of loyalty around your brand, then you can activate those customers to do whatever it is you want them to do from a business point of view.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I, I, what popped into my head, and, and you work with him, is Howard Stern, and mm-hmm. he was calling himself the king of all media back 30 years ago, probably, and it seems like now he was just way, way, way ahead of the curve, um, and so it's easy for me to get my brain around, okay, people want to be like Howard Stern or like Joe Rogan, but for a brand, that's, that's, that's a lot harder,
1: Yes, you've seen a lot of big brands do it over the years. I mean, you can think of Red Bull. Mm. Um, they were kind of pioneers in setting themselves up as, as entertainers. Uh, you know, a lot of brands have done a very good job, especially as kind of branded content has come to the fore. You know, like you'll see ads aren't ads anymore, right? Ads are usually these kind of little ways of and ent- the best ads, especially with the Super Bowl coming up. The best ads are those that are these little nuggets of entertainment. So that's, that's kind of like the ground floor concept, uh, but with all of the platforms available to brands now to directly relate to their customers and directly talk to their consumers, there really is this expectation among consumers that they're going to talk to them in a specific way, that it's not going to be the old kind of jingly sales, advertising uh, conversation. It, it really is a, a kind of community building experience with the customers
0: more experiential than it is me talking at you
1: yeah and i think that that's not that's not new um you know i think the evolution of that has been coming for a long time what's different now is that fragmentation of the media and the fragmentation of the entire kind of communications landscape so that there isn't just one channel in which to reach your audience it's not just through paid advertising. It's not just through TV branding or, or billboards. It's really you know connecting with your segmented audience where they are, whether that's across social media or in your own digital platforms and, and really understanding how to make that work.
0: Yeah, fascinating. So many different ways to connect with people and more and more and more and NFTs and the metaverse and all of that.
1: It's only going to get more interesting.
0: I, I, interesting uh complicated noisy perfect all mm-hmm. of it
1: i don't know if it's perfect but, but <laughs> you're, it's it's being able to break through that noise is a challenge i mean i i actually find it fascinating just watching how media has evolved and how our personal attention spans have changed as consumers um that in itself is interesting. I feel like we're able to absorb so many more messages than, and so much more noise, as you put it, than that we used to be able to.
0: Yeah, fascinating. How do you think about success? Because you've got, I imagine, a very small number of people getting the vast majority of the eyeballs, but that doesn't mean that, that somebody shouldn't try to do this.
1: Right. You know, I think success is going to be different for every brand or person or personality. Um, and I think it's really important. It's interesting you brought it up because I think it's really important to start by defining what success looks like to you. I, we're very, um, you know, we're kind of describe ourselves often as left brain, right brain. We come from very creative backgrounds. We're all creative producers and, and business operators here at Well But we're also very data-driven and KPI-focused. And so I think that no matter who you are, whether you're a brand or an individual, you really have to figure out what is that metric that I'm going for? What what is going to show me what success looks like? Is it deep engagement? Is it growing my fan base? Is it brand awareness? So all all of the levers that are out there to be shifted in one way or another to help you are shifted differently, depending on what it is you're trying to drive
0: yeah so you 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 certainly named I think probably some of the key ones, but if you would go through that again it's 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 engagement, it's awareness, it's just getting more customers.
1: Yeah, I think depending on where you are in your business life and cycle it's very important to look at what your goals are and the the macro goal could be brand awareness if you're a a small brand that really wants to get consumer attention then that's brand awareness would be potentially number one for you but driving customer engagement is very important for some brands it's really increasing their fan base really really just adding those followers Uh, and ultimately if you're selling a product or if you're selling a subscription, or you have some kind of money-making model at the end of all of this, then your ultimate goal is probably going to be to make more of that money, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to figure out like what are the steps to getting you there? And does it start with brand awareness or have you already got that? And it starts with deeper customer engagement, how are you going to take that customer engagement and translate that into an action?
0: Got it, nice. This episode brought to you by Hydronique Hydration. Electrolyte powder drink packets started in the midst of the pandemic. The founder of Hydronique Hydration, a frontline healthcare worker, started developing constant headaches. Landmark research study published early during the pandemic showed that up to 81% of frontline healthcare workers developed new headaches mainly because their PPE, personal protective equipment, like face masks and face shields, which prevented them from eating and drinking properly while on the job. He would leave work tired dehydrated and burned out the father looked for a healthy drink with all the necessary vitamins and minerals but no sugar something that was keto friendly and healthy but most powder drinks in the market have a ton of sugar and caffeine that's why he created hydronique hydration sugar-free keto-friendly plant-based antioxidant rich electrolyte powder packets for daily use containing all the essential vitamins and minerals With a refreshing taste, the product contains elderberry, which has immune-boosting properties for support during cold and flu season. Hydronique hydration electrolyte powder packets can also fit into your bag or suitcase when traveling. Remember traveling? So if you are having trouble with eating and drinking healthy during your busy day in 2022 but want a sugar-free, keto-friendly vitamin drink, give Hydronique hydration a try. There are 30 electrolyte powder packs in each pouch, perfect for a one-month supply. You can visit the website That's hydration.com. It's the word hydration and unique. Mashed together, that's www.hydroniquehydration.com or just search for Hydronique Hydration on amazon.com where they're offering a $10 discount coupon at checkout for the next week. You can also find the links in the notes of the show. So some of these companies, you mentioned Red Bull, um, some of these companies probably have massive amounts of resources in the form of, of money and time and attention to devote to this for other brands that maybe they say we're not going to go all in or should they be going all in? How, how, how should they be thinking about this?
1: I would start by thinking about your customer or as I would put it, thinking about your audience audience. And where you are going to get the most bang for your marketing buck when it comes to that audience, right? So if I'm trying to reach an 18-year-old, I'm not going to go on Facebook. I'll go on TikTok. Uh, So just really being sensible about who the audience is. And you might say, well, my audience is everyone. It's it's a broad audience. You really need then to have a multi-channel approach and a multi-channel strategy where you're talking differently and in a very platform-specific way to these audiences Uh, there are different ways to engage on Facebook versus Snapchat or TikTok or YouTube Shorts or YouTube itself so really figuring out what the audience is key it's number one who are you talking to and what do you want them to hear and what's the message and what do you want them to do with that message and then I would narrow that down to okay where are you going to get the most value if you can only afford right now to have a platform strategy, and your time only allows you to engage on TikTok, but you're looking for that demographic, then go for it.
0: Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. In terms of community and, and starting to foster that, when we have, it seems like, a lot more platforms that are coming online that allow brands and even creators to creators to create their own communities. Um how how do you think about that? How do you think about frequency uh, of different opportunities? It's really a convoluted question. Perhaps you have some sense of what I'm asking.
1: I'm a little lost. <laughs> Let's try that one again.
0: Yeah. I, I guess it's a function of how 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 should they be thinking about community? Is it is it providing is it thinking about providing in-person events? Is it online events? Is it access? Is it all these things?
1: It's all of them. You know, I really think we we really I wish there was another word for this, but we really talk a lot about having a 360-degree approach to everything you're doing as a as a brand or as a marketer. And again, it comes back to where is your audience? If your audience is likely to engage in person, then engage them in person. If they're likely to engage in a forum or on Reddit, go there. Um, it's really audience first and then everything else back from that. Um, but I think the the whole purpose and sense of creating community first is really developing that trust and loyalty so that you're not just peddling messages and you're not just kind of peddling products that you're really understanding who your customers are and who your audience is and creating something of value for them so that they're coming to your social media pages or your events your in-person events Um, they're coming there because they're you've created value for them and that's going to give you long-term brand loyalty, and ultimately, you know, get to those nitty-gritty revenue goals that that most companies want to wind up with.
0: Yeah, I yeah, appreciate that. So, and uh, it's probably going to come down to it. Just it just depends on on what the objectives are and 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 what a success metric looks like. Is it possible for 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 big maybe legacy brands? I'm thinking about a company like 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 IBM to Mm -hmm. to to create community or is it too late
1: i want to say it's never too late for a brand especially a brand of that's that magnitude to reinvent itself um you know you look at something like microsoft microsoft just bought, you know activision blizzard like they're they're reinventing themselves in the gaming space and you know i don't know if you've been to microsoft's campus but it, it in, in when you're in seattle and you go to microsoft's campus it, it doesn't look like google it looks mm. like a campus that was built in the 80s it was and you know it just shows you what a kind of legacy not saying it's not a nice campus it is sure this just got that vibe of an of an older company i'm not as familiar with IBM um in terms of their physical presence but it, it does remind you this is a company that's been around for many decades and yet they're reinventing and reinventing and i think that there's certainly a lot of opportunity for a company like IBM to do that too. They've got so many stakeholders and constituents in their in their audience, right? Because they're so heavily B2B um, as well as going to consumers. But it's, it's a really interesting space. And as you mentioned earlier, with technology opening so many, not just so many doors, but new universes to us all to play in, um, I think there, there are huge opportunities for, for those legacy brands because they've got They've got the, as I said, they've got the legacy, they've got the money, they've got the human resources and the brain power to actually make a big difference.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating that that Microsoft buys Activision. And who knows what moves we're going to see, companies like Apple or companies like IBM or XYZ companies as they expand and opportunities become different and, should be really really fascinating. Um, you must look at that as as oh my goodness, it's just so many different opportunities. Um, how 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 do you think about different engagements as as, as you're working with a new client? Because um, you're not able to work with all, all all if every company came to you. How how are you making decisions about who to take on as a client?
1: Uh, you know, I think we're we're not actually kind of booting people out the door. We're we're usually uh very excited to work with most clients because we're we're problem solvers at heart. And most clients come to us with some kind of pre-existing challenge or a desire to grow or to find and fill a white space, you know, and and that's what we're really good at helping them with, especially when it's to do with, you know, even just going back to some brand fundamentals like brand foundations and and figuring out where those white spaces are with their audience you know we've got we've worked with retailers and big communications and and tech companies and with big studios and um as you mentioned a lot of big talent so we really do kind of have the full spectrum and i think being able to bring everything back to that idea of of engaging an audience it um it creates a baseline so that it doesn't really matter what industry you're in, you're able to kind of engage in a way that makes sense and is meaningful for whatever client comes in the door. yeah,
0: it's fascinating. It seems like uh it, it, it all kinds of it all kind of runs has has run together over the past couple of years, but it seems like everybody wanted to do video and platforms were really promoting that and shorter videos and now longer video whatever it might be is, is there a certain medium that you're most excited about?
1: I am very excited to see what happens with Web3 in in the coming years. I think that we've seen just a, a, a colossal shift in thought and engagement around the blockchain universe in the last 12 months. And it's gone from people only having the understanding of NFTs as collectibles and as art, and then many people shaking their heads at that idea to really understanding what is an nFT from a utility standpoint and and you know what does that universe offer in terms of some really basic business principles and then also of marketing and entertainment. So I think I think that's a space that's going to become really interesting very quickly as people start to gather a more kind of better depth and breadth of understanding of of what's on offer and as it as it develops a more diverse audience
0: yeah i am uh i am are are you optimistic about being able to 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 bring everything together the way that it is or do you feel like certain things certain technologies are 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 going to be more fads I, I, just as we it just feels like we have so
1: much There is so much and it's i feel like it's a bit of a gold rush right now. In that space, in the Web three space, and everyone's just kind of grabbing. It is literally a, a land grab, right? Where you know people are actually now buying land in the metaverse. Right. Uh, so I think that like everything, there'll probably be a run on it, and then things will shake out, and the companies that have managed to create successful logical um, platforms and. Engagement tools that the audience really wants, and if they're able to expand that audience to a general population audience, you know, more women, more people of color, more, you know, diverse audiences that aren't necessarily the the first responders or the, the first first uh, adap- adopters of technology, um, it could get really interesting. But yeah, everything shakes out. I mean, I find the audio interest audio is super interesting too. I mean, it's. The audio is back with a vengeance um, after being pretty quiet for decades. So it is interesting how things cycle back.
0: Yeah. To try to figure out what the audience actually wants. Do we really want to be interacting and buying real estate in the metaverse? I don't know the answer to that question, Anne-Marie, but I guess we'll find out within the next... How How year two years yeah, six yeah
1: when we find out i've got a couple of friends who'll be really wealthy or really poor and one of the two <laughs> um i haven't dabbled there too heavily myself but yeah. but it's fun it's fun having these i i just always wonder george like at what point do we as humans and we as customers and and kind of consumers of all of this media and technology at what point are we overloaded and oversaturated because it just seems to me like we just keep taking more and more whatever's thrown at us we'll play with it you know
0: yeah fascinating before we just all break our toys and and and, and run in the woods or something uh-huh something i've been like
1: waiting that. for that to happen for three years though and it hasn't happened yet so
0: well you probably have a great test market at home with with 16 year olds they can probably tell you this is this is great keep this get 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 rid of that that doesn't make any sense
1: yeah, they're, they're the future. It's it's certainly really fun to have a little kind of uh, focus group in my own household.
0: Right. I love it. Well, Anne-Marie, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: I, it's probably predictable because I've said the word about 50 times in a 15-minute conversation, George, but know your audience. Treat your customers like your audience. Turn them into your fans and you'll always win.
0: Well, I think that is great stuff. It definitely gets come up brought it up so many times because it's so important people need to finally get this love it wow. emory thank you so much for coming on where can people learn more about you how can they engage with whale rock industries
1: thank you so much just been fun
0: give us the website what is the best way to connect
1: sure it's whalerockindustries.com. dot
0: perfect well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Anne-Marie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to whalerockindustries.com and just check out all the cool stuff that they're working on. And if something that we talked about resonated, get in touch and see if there's an opportunity. Thanks again, Anne-Marie.
1: Thanks a lot, George.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.